What companies deserve your hard-earned dollar? Which would you want to work for? How can you know if they share your values? Just ask us. Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks who really means business in supporting workers, customers, communities, the environment, and shareholders. We measure progress, track success, and help them be better. When you see the Just Capital seal, you know what's real because just business is better business. Visit justcapital.com to learn who makes your dollar count. Three the Pro Way is brought to you by that legendary play. From championships to rivalries and game winners, visit thatlegendaryplay.com to find your favorite sports moment immortalized forever. Hey guys, this is Todd Campbell from Three the Pro Way. This week, we sit down with Tennessee State University Athletic Director, Dr. Mickey Allen. Dr. Allen talks with us about his journey as a kid growing up in home where education has always been the main priority and how he mixed that value with his love of sports. You will be very interested to hear his mission and vision for the TSU athletic program, but even more taken in by his route to get to where he is today. Mickey will share his different careers that include playing football at the University of Tennessee, his professional football experience, business ventures, athletic and educational administrator duties, and all the other things that has molded him. You won't want to miss this conversation that definitely proves that you should always continue to follow your dreams. partners, Dr. Kevin Dyson and Mr. Joy Kent. So we have the luxury today of having Dr. Mickey Allen with us today. You know, we're really excited about having Mickey with us today because one of the things about Mickey, Mickey's uh, not new to Nashville, but he's he's back on the scene from other places. Uh, Mickey is the athletic director for Tennessee State University. He is making moves and making serious moves. And one of the things about HBCUs right now, they're hot and Mickey's making it even hotter. So Mickey, Welcome to the show. Hey, I appreciate it. Hey, man. Hey. Hey. Hey, always good to be in good company, man. Always good. Yeah, Mickey, so Todd mentioned that you're from Nashville. Kind of talk about your, you know, growing up. You know, obviously you have two brothers and your parents. Talk about growing up in Nashville, man. Absolutely, man. Uh, We moved from Little Rock, Arkansas. My father, man, he was was in political campaigns. Uh, He actually worked for Bill Clinton, man. And uh, so Clinton, uh, when we were in Little Rock, he he starts to make his bid to run for presidency, and uh, he won, right? And Pops was like, "No, we not we not gonna follow Bill, man. Watch <laughs> we, gonna, we gonna do a little small scale." And he uh, he was in healthcare administration uh, prior to prior to him getting involved in in the political realm. So my mother, coincidentally, uh, was a uh, was an RN. And so the Veterans Administration Hospital in Murfreesboro area, we moved, it's a big one there. So, uh, man, we made, made a pilgrimage to Murfreesboro, Tennessee. And, you know, we, we definitely had a lot of connect with Nashville because I went to high school sure. at Brentwood Academy. Sure. So, you know, it's just, man, it's crazy just to see how the city's grown, man, as, as I knew it, you know, coming what, up. As a what age, man? What's, what age I was six, you... I was six okay. man. Okay. Six, and, uh, you know, my brother, uh, was three at the time. It was just two. Now I got a, I got another, we got three of us, Yeah. Um, you know, but, uh, but at the time, man, you know, you get that, get that talk from dad or mom, Hey, it's going to be some transition. Everybody's been through it. New, whether it's a new school or, you know, and, and whatever, whatever that transition looks like, man, and you got to adapt. So we, uh, we, you know, Murfreesboro, I think for me, man, so many great athletes in middle Tennessee from that area to Nashville, 
just in baseball. If you look at the history, you know, David Price, you know, mm-hmm. Mookie Betts, uh, you know, what's the kid from uh, from the Smyrna area, the pitcher, Sonny Gray. Mm-hmm. You know, that's just on the baseball side. Mm-hmm. Then you go on the basketball side, you know, you're competing against Drew Maddox and Ron Mercer and, you know, countless of other, Ron Slay, you mm-hmm. know, and, and, and so when you look at the sports scene and then on the football side, man, it's multiple yeah. guys that made a pro level, but you are, you become a, a product of what you're around, man. So, man, just being in this area, in the middle Tennessee area, competing against great players, uh, being around great people, it just really, really, uh, you know, made me who I am today, man. Especially at Brentwood Academy. And, you know, obviously you come from a great household and, and obviously your parents had to make sacrifices for you to attend Brentwood Academy. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, at the time it was $4,000 to go to BA, man. And so you can't in, uh, today. <laughs> <laughs> that, that might get you a quarter of tuition. <laughs> right. It'll get you a long way now. <laughs> yeah, but I think it's like almost 30 now, man. Yeah. But mm-hmm. at the time, uh, the way we worked it out, I actually was 14 years old. And uh, when I started going to BA, prior to the, uh, the semester that I attended BA, I was in uh, Hershey track and field. I don't know if you all remember. Yeah, yeah. Hershey track, you know, they were like the AAU. Absolutely. Track. So I win this, uh, I win this 100 meter race in Harrisburg, uh, PA. And, uh, you know, uh, I meet a track coach doing some training at BA. And, you know, they slid me a little note, you know, hey, man, what's, what's going on? But, uh, but no, uh, Coach Flat, legendary coach, uh, you know, 10 gold balls, 10 silver in football, uh, great, great mentor, still lives today, but uh, pulled me aside and said, hey, man, uh, you know, I hear that you, you and your family are interested in uh, the school, but we didn't know how we were going to get there. You know, it was, what, 40 minutes from, from Murfreesboro, so the commute, we didn't know. And at the time, there was a computer teacher that BA hired. Internet didn't exist. And uh, they had hired him to set up the World Wide Web and set up the school system uh, to be able to, to, you know, to, to introduce the web. And, and uh, so he was, that's who I rolled with, man. I met him at McDonald's. Pop dropped me off. It takes us an hour, almost an hour to get up Bell Road. Uh, back then, man, hot Hickory Hollow Mall, we pass it. Yeah. It looked like it does today. <laughs> but, uh, but no, man, we 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 drove, and man, he played a harmonica. He actually was a he was a senior uh, a student leader. He was a leader of his class. Him and Oprah, they went to the same high school. His name was Gary Hope. So uh, he tell me these stories, man, about how it's gonna be internet and how you are gonna communicate and be able to search and get in search engines. I man, at the time, man, I thought he was an alien. And mm. now, like, I'm, we're living it, right? And yeah. back then, it was crazy. But that was my commute there, man, and just fell in love with, with the school and very, very much so flourished, man. You know, just the spiritual, athletic, and academic side of the triangle system there. They were deep-rooted deep in me. And uh, a lot of great people, a lot of great relationships I still have today from that experience. And then it was eye-opening, man. You come from Murfreesboro, this little small county in Rutherford, and you see these multi-million dollar homes man and kids coming to coming to school and you know with that with that Y upside down that Ben's logo you got to <laughs> uh, I, I, I thought about I told my wife yesterday I don't know if you all remember the cutlass I had the 85 about 85 80 in between 82 and 85 cutlass oh, and at the time, man, it's pimping, it's pimping. yeah yeah I was right <laughs> 
So Minister, Minister Society comes out and remember, remember the little uh, little letters you could get and put on the windshield, yeah. man. Mm-hmm. I had Menace, uh, straight up Menace on my car, man, going to the place. <laughs> on Maryland Way, man. I, I never do it again. <laughs> but no, man, yeah, yeah. But uh, but no, man, that was my that was me. It was me. I showed up, they cultivated me, great people were around me, man. And uh, you know, the biggest thing was just being in a in a school that was just so different, but it was the world in which we live in now, right? Mm -hmm. Different classes of people, but you had to learn how to adapt, how to fit in, how to be yourself, your true authentic self. And that's what I did, man. And and everybody embraced me there. So it was a great, great experience. Well, Mickey, kind of hang on to that just for a little bit. As you work at a HBCU currently, Mm -hmm. raising your kids in the environment and stuff that we've been dealing with of the last year or two, um, really for the last 400 something years, but the last couple of years with George Floyd and things of that nature, you went to a school that was predominantly white, predominantly affluent. Mm-hmm. And now you're at an HBCU, predominantly black and raising children mm-hmm. and finding that balance of, and I, I imagine your parents had to find some balance of, look, that's not the real world, son. We don't have money like this. People around us don't have, you know what I'm saying? So how you find that balance of raising kids and, and still, keep that genuine aspect of, of growing up? Well, man, I just think it's, you know, having, having open dialogue with my kids. We sit down, uh, typically, man, after dinner, uh, just throw, hey, you know, you, the typical questions, you check in, especially if you got a young daughter, man, you got to always check in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. She got to know what it is. So we just talk, man, what are you hearing? You know, I throw some things out there and bounce some stuff off of her. But with my son, man, and, and really with both of them, you know, they quote unquote are woke. You know, they know that, you know, uh, you know, our, you know, our our people, they they went through a period of time where there was, uh, you know, inequity and they know that, you know, the water fountain deal, man, hey, that wasn't for certain, certain places weren't for us. You know, uh, there was a, there was just this, this whole uh, period where our people, man, we, we were, we were oppressed, man, to be, we were oppressed. So they having a, a historical context, I really think helps any young person because they know how to navigate, even though they're living in a, a different world, you know, one much different than what we, what we all lived in, sure. but they still can reference uh, what it used to be and mm-hmm. where we don't want to go back to, you know, where we don't want to go back to. And I teach my kids, man, the importance of, you know, just embracing everyone. You know, I'm a man of God. You know, they're 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 God fearing people and just being true to who you are again, but also understanding the fact that you got to meet people where they are and embrace all people. And uh, and then but when you go from an environment, say, for instance, we just left Knoxville and we come here and they go to games now. They're like, dang, dad, I I, I didn't know this was out here. Right. This yeah. is, you know, this it's different for them. Right. Mm-hmm. A, a game in Knoxville in Neyland Stadium has been different from a game in the whole. <laughs> Yeah, and, sure. and, and it's great that my kids see that, man, because my wife went through that. She had a, uh, an opportunity to attend Tennessee State, went through and had the, you know, the all black experience pretty much so. Mm-hmm. And then I was on the flip side of that, you know, as Joey knows at, at UT, you know, it wasn't it wasn't all black, but we we, we had, you know, we had a, a great experience. But, you know, like I said, man, it's just educating your kids on how to navigate knowing the fact that there's still people in the world. Uh, it's unfortunately to still think and have old old ways of thinking. 
But, uh, you know, I think right now where we are uh, with the Joy Floyd situation and all the things that we've been through in this pandemic space, it had everybody at a pause where you could, everybody could sit and watch everything that happened from that George Floyd, uh, that horrific uh, death that he, and, and everything that went on during that. And then as we've gone through the strikes and, and the protest, the peaceful protests, it really enlightened everybody. Man, we got to change. <laughs> we got to mm-hmm. change. In order for this country to grow, there has to be change. And it just can't be lip service. We got to put action to it. So the young people that I'm around and I serve at Tennessee State, we have open dialogue. I mean, we talk about that stuff. How can we win in this new environment where we know, hey, people now are expecting you to be great. Regardless of the color of your skin, you know your skin tone, but you got to go in now because doors right now, they're opening, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they're going to be open. So you got to seize the opportunity and go in and win the day. So, that, so that's, a good, that's a good leeway to my question, uh, Mickey. So two things. One, you went to a private school. Mm-hmm. Two, you went to the University of Tennessee. But now you're at you're the leader of a sports program at an HBCU. So how do you, how do you backpedal, if you will, uh, to like these, letting these kids know, look, I've been on this side now on this side and I understand what you're going through because a lot of times what what happens is you have kids who say, well, you don't, you don't know what it's like to be at this school and that school because you went to, Mm -hmm. to here and there. So how do you, how do you handle that? Yeah, uh, you know, again, you're right. You know, I've been on both sides, uh, you know, and the the biggest differential was the resources. Resources, mm. exposure, and, uh, you know, the availability of people uh, that are going to help you grow and get to where you're going. Now, now not that it's not there at, at HBCUs. It's there, but, um, you know, we had, I don't know if you all are aware and just saw the state, had not sent over almost a half a billion dollars to yeah. a state institution. You're like, man, how does that happen? Uh, you know, they admitted to it, but you know, that is monumental or could have done great things if you had that money and had that mm-hmm. operating uh, budget where you could, you know, get these kids career opportunities and early exposure. Uh, put the money in a stadium, right? If you know on campus to bring that electricity and that spirit back to campus. Uh, there's so many different programs now with technology. Uh, you know, everything uh, is, is just expanded in terms of off of just general resources. That when you look at PWIs versus HBCUs, there's been a deficiency, man, and 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 a lack of funding. So my role as someone who's been on the other side is just to bring those things from uh, getting in front of the people that I know that can, I can build relationships with, connect, educate them on where Tennessee State is and how they can impact Tennessee State and impact these kids in which I serve. Mickey, you also have a, a history with, with Tennessee State with your, your grandparents or family that attended um, TSU as well, right? Yeah, absolutely. My, my grandfathers, uh, both on my mom, and father's side, they're no longer with us, but they uh, they attended Tennessee State in the late 50s. Uh, they were both educators, both principals in the Chattanooga school system. Uh, one was a high school principal at a historic uh, high school called Riverside High. Uh, it's Chattanooga Arts and Sciences now, if you've heard of that. And then uh, one was the elementary school teacher. My grandmothers both attended Tennessee State. 
my wife, my brother uh, went went there, also attended Meharry. Uh, you know, he's doing well as a radiologist. So the lineage and the, it's it, Tennessee State, the big blue has been in my DNA. Uh, <laughs> you know, I got my master's from Tennessee yeah. State. Uh, you know, so you go through a sports management program and you actually are in front of Katana Starks, who uh, recently passed, was a great historic golf coach, did a lot for the golf program there, uh, Dr. Jesse James. So it's almost like I'm here and I'm serving a group of individuals being our 200 plus student athletes, but I'm giving them a lot of the stuff that people who went through Tennessee State and were high level educators gave to me. So I'm just transferring that knowledge. And it's beautiful, man, because it's all open ears. You know, they, you come from Tennessee, people have, it's a respectability with that, that comes with that, right? They know volume, big crowds, revenue generation, everything is just big on a large scale. And so everybody's wide open, eyes open, ears open on how we can get that in the city of Nashville, because we can do the same thing. We can replicate it, you know, but we got to do it in a fashion where we connect with the city, we connect with the, with the people that can help us advance, and we do it in steps. It's not going to happen overnight. We're doing it in steps. Well, Mickey, I'm going to take you back to college before you and JK get going on this VFL stuff. Let me let me, <laughs> let, me, let, me, let, me let me take you back to the freshman time. Little Birdie told me that you and uh, T got a little, like, y'all can rhyme a little bit. So y'all used to have some rap competitions right before uh, tutoring there in, 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 at the study hall, man. I just, I'm gonna throw that out to you. So if we wanted you to drop us a, you know, quick, <laughs> quick line or two, quick, right quick. quick. You might say that to the to the end, right? We, to the end, yeah, man, no, we, we, uh, we actually had a singing group, man. We, we were called Unity. So yeah. it was me, yeah. it was me uh, Jermaine, Jermaine Copeland, Antron, Peebles, Antron Peebles, Ron Green. Al, Al Wilson was in it for a hot second, man. Was he, man? Okay. So, so yeah, man, in Gibbs Hall, man, and they took me in as a freshman, and little did I know we were going to be the act before every bowl game. Uh, so, so, hey, Unity, where's Unity at? Get them up here, man. And, and the fellas, man, they'd be cracking up. But no, man, I, I like to hum a little bit, man. You know, look, look Donnell Jones. Like Y'all know what it is. Don't, hey, don't, don't. Don't tempt us with a good time now. We, we, we will put you on the spot now. Don't, oh. don't tempt us with a good time now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> why but, Tennessee, uh, though, Mickey? I know you had other opportunities, but yeah. why why stay at home and go go to the Big Orange? Well, for me, it came down to uh, Alabama, Notre Dame, uh, Northwestern, actually, Vanderbilt in Tennessee. And if you come from Brentwood Academy, I was really leaning on some of the schools like Northwestern, Notre Dame, and Vanderbilt, because there's a lot of similarities, right, sure. with those institutions in, in terms of what I did for high school. But uh, my uh, my grandfathers, they I didn't tell you this, uh, they got the doctors at Tennessee. Okay. So it's kind of flip-flop, right? So they they went up to on the hill. And uh, so there was a connection with the Big Orange. Uh, my mom grew up in Dayton, Tennessee, so she she was uh, she was an extra recruiter. They loved, you know, he's so close. Miss <laughs> J, Miss J loved on it too, didn't she? Yeah, man. <laughs> Judy Jackson, rest in peace. She, she oh, is, legend, she, man. She, legend. Um, influenced me. I'm obviously she influenced Mickey. She is one of the beloved mothers of Tennessee. She's an academic advisor at Tennessee during our time. Absolutely, J.K. and you know, just real, you know, just, mm -hmm. just truly real. You go in and it's, you know, that's the thing, man. You, 
these these young people, man, and when we were at Tennessee, JK, you remember this, everybody comes from different backgrounds, different experiences, and you have to connect with somebody because it's new, man. You know, it's new for a lot of people. So somebody like Miss J, you know, you can't overlook how powerful that is in a team success and a kid's ability to uh, to go through and uh, go through that four years, man, and and stay on track, right? So uh, you know, those are those are some things that I'm I'm trying to identify on my staff, you know, and we we can get in that. But as you look, and all of you all have, have been in high level executive position, leadership positions. So you're always trying to find those X factors, quote unquote, that are around you from a personnel uh, standpoint that'll really help you transform your program, whatever you do, right? Whatever your mm -hmm. business is, whatever that model looks like, you gotta have the people in the building that are gonna make the difference and deliver on what your vision is. So that's what I'm doing, man. Just trying to find those key people on my staff that can connect and have a high level of connectivity with these young kids. Yep. So uh, yeah, that that's that's all that's my doc, that's my doctor Glover, man. But <laughs> hey, so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, but no, man, it's uh it's, it's powerful, man, how, how far that'll take these young people. Yeah. What did you learn from football? Because um, I know you learned a lot in your 11 years at Tennessee and administration. But you just, for me, football is the <clears throat> ultimate team sport. And you learn so many different values that translates to life. What did you learn from football? Discipline. From Discipline, accountability, uh, you know, just pushing through you know, pushing through when, you know, you call it strain, you know, when, mm. when, when that pressure cooker gets up on you, you know, how can you, how can you end up uh, having a high level of success when you're in pressurized moments, right? Uh, that's what sports teaches you. It also teaches you uh, about the importance of team, teamwork, everybody hold down your lane, you know. Do your job. Yeah, do your job, man, especially in the game of football, because, uh, you know, you get caught slipping out there. You only, hey, if I'm if I'm not yelling crack, you don't feel in that ear hole, dog. Yeah, so I gotta protect my teammates. So, you know, you learn that, but you also learn the purpose of, you know, and, and the purpose of brotherhood, man. Yep, you really do. And uh and lifting up your brothers. So that's uh that's some things that I learned from the game, man. Now, Mickey, yeah. you 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 mentioned that you had some options as far as education. And you thought about more of the academic type institutions. I'm not saying that UT is not an academic. I, I was, uh, you see, you see the I, side. He's looking at me crazy. I see. I can feel the heat on me. Nick. I didn't say that. I didn't say what no value in UT. Wait a degree. minute. Wait a I'm minute, just saying. Man. Wait a minute. Vanderbilt. What, what, are, what are you saying? Vanderbilt Northwestern is highly known to be academic <laughs> institutions. They don't win national championships. All right. Oh. They win national championships in bowling. You know, carrying on. So baseball. in baseball and stuff. Yeah. Baseball. Uh, and I, I don't. I'm assuming like most young athletes, you have aspiration of playing professional sports. But most mm -hmm. of the time, when you have a list like you just named off. Notre Dame, Northwestern, Vanderbilt, UT, Alabama, most athletes, they tend to side more towards the more athletically known institutions than the academic. When you said you more or less considered the academic institution because of familiarity with BA, mm -hmm. but now looking back on it, now you've already gone to get your doctorate and things of that nature. But as a kid, I'm assuming you had aspirations to be professional athlete. Right. Was that 
part of the equation when you were in making that consideration? I was I was always taught academic first, man. Mm. Uh, you know, that was plan A. You know, if ball worked out and played on the next level, it came with it, you know. But uh, so coming out, because at the end of the day, my parents said, you're going to school to get an education, you know, you know, first. And and so ball was, you know, high priority, you're a high level athlete. But the reason I consider those high academic institutions is because uh, now Northwestern, that was a stretch in Vandy, but Notre Dame was one that it had it, it had it all. But at the time, uh, Bob Davey was at the program, but wasn't Lou. Uh, so Bob Davey just took over and you could kind of see the program, uh, you know, taking a, taking a turn uh, or a couple steps backwards. And crazy enough, I watched the Coach Cutcliffe recruited me and I watched the Citrus Bowl. And uh, your man was right there. He was out there. JK was there. And uh, it was a game against uh, Ohio State, man. And, you know, it was a rain, rainy game. And I was watching it. And on our end, you had, you know, Al was kind of coming up. But, you know, Tyrone was holding it down. T. Hines, J.K., Deron. Was Deron on that team? He was. D.J. Jenkins was on that yep, team. Was. Peyton, Peyton was a sophomore, I believe. Mm-hmm. And and Jay Graham. And then on, that, on the other end of the ball, you had Orlando Pace. You know, they uh, had a squad. Eddie George, oh, Eddie, 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 Eddie George still talks about this game, by the way. Yeah. That he least still talks about yeah. this game. Sean yeah. Springs, they had yeah, that. man. Yeah. yeah, Eddie was rocking. So when I watched that game and Tennessee won, I said, ah, you know, I can stay in the state of Tennessee. Mm-hmm. I can keep for a national ch- uh, championship. I can get an opportunity to play on the next level. And at the end of the day, I have a name in Tennessee. People know me here. If I had to come back and work in the community in which I'm from, I bet on myself. And I also know that people would welcome me as long as I handle my business on the hill. You know, you're, you're, really, I'm living it. You know, I'm really living it. Right. Your parents' influence is written all over you. I mean, it's all over you. I mean, you, you look at your, your your two brothers. Your brother is a you know radiologist at Vanderbilt. Your your other brother is a NBA, yeah, he's NBA G League. I mean, just the influence of your parents is written. Talk about talk about your parents a little bit because you know you've mentioned education a, a lot, and obviously you're successful. You got your master's doctorate. Mm-hmm. Um, just talk about the influence that your that your parents had over you and your and your brothers. My parents, man, they they mean the world to us now. Um, just, just deep rooted. Obviously, I told you both from educate. You know, from yeah. their their fathers were principals, right? And so there was a high level of expectation in every aspect of their life. But they also taught to us, you know, and, and and taught us that, you know, hold each other down. You know, we three brothers, right? So I'm the oldest. Uh, make sure that you, I'm you, you're your brother's keeper, right? Make sure mm-hmm. you, your brother's going the right direction. So I did that, man. So when you're the oldest, man, you, you got a lot of responsibilities uh, in the area of delivering because those under you had two that were looking at every aspect, everything I was doing. So I said, okay, I'm going to set the pace. And, you know, we didn't talk about what they wanted to become or my brother, I have no, I had no idea he wanted to become a, a radiologist, <laughs> but I, you know, but what I do know is I can look back and say, he saw me working at goals, trying to trying to hit this benchmark or trying to get to this level. So I knew I know this that it it rubbed off on him in some type of way. 
in some type of way. And he talks about it. You know, I talked to him like, hey, man, you know, what what did you see me do? He said, man, big bro, I saw you working, bro. You know, I saw you holding it down. So you're working. And then vice versa with my, with, I mean, when you look at my younger brother, he's the same way. So we're cut from the same cloth. Uh, you know, not that we got it out of the mud. You know, you hear that term because, man, we came from a middle middle class household. Uh, but we have a high level of respect for cats that it, it, wherever they're from, that whatever the environment, your environment teaches you, dog. It teaches you everything that's in you that makes you successful. So we're just so fortunate to have my mom and dad. Again, dad was a healthcare administrator. We saw him, uh, you know, he went from healthcare administration. And the biggest, the biggest thing that we saw him do, he ended up starting his construction business. So when he took that on, he was the first black contractor in Murfreesboro. He starts his business. I remember, man, back in the day, we would be at homes, man. He's building these spec homes. And uh, I remember, man, we'd be in these little rooms, man, like, dang, man, man, when you gonna get them cabinets up, bro? Like, we got to <laughs> get the eye But we, we watched this little TV, man, back then. Will Smith and stuff would come out, man. So what was the show he was on with, with Uncle Phil, man? Uh, what Press was that? Press, Press, yeah. Yeah, man, so that was our entertainment, man. But you, you'd hear the saw gun, you know, mom doing the wallpaper. That was their hustle, man. They like, man, they was trying to build and do something different and entrepreneurship. So all of those skill sets we saw going down at a very, very young age on somebody that my dad said, okay, I'm gonna go a different route different route I'm gonna bet on myself I'm gonna step out out here and start this business and that's where uh you know I had the jersey company and me and Steve you know we had 2934 vintage sportswear and they say well how did you get in that I always saw entrepreneurship yeah. you know so building and starting from scratch and uh you know so there's so many things my father taught me and my mother that I'm very great grateful for so I, so I just want to like Backtrack back, back for just a second, like, and you kind of you kind of alluded to this, but I think it's important to see where the transition happened. Like, so obviously you played at Tennessee, mm -hmm. and then you had the opportunity to play a little farther. Mm -hmm. Tell us a little about how. Don't forget that, about the national championship too, man. Don't, yeah. don't you just don't don't just. You forget about the national championship too, right? <laughs> I'm just, I'm, I'm just saying. I'm just, this national championship was in there too. Uh, yeah. So I went to West Kentucky. So. Hey, wait, wait, wait. It's so a hilltopper now. Yeah. yeah. So what is he talking about? Big red. That's anyway. basketball country. Yeah, a, hey man, what is the little red goblin, man? What yeah, it's, is it's, it's Big red. Big red. <laughs> yes. Couldn't find no other yeah. name. <laughs> <laughs> We're trying to get away from animals. It's big and it's red, so it's big red. I mean, I'm not real sure what a volunteer is. Come on, Doc. So speaking of that, since we're talking, so I like to, I want you to talk about some the transition because I think your transition has a lot to do with what I tease Joy about, but I'll come back to that in a minute. But like when you, what what made you transition from football to other things? Like what happened? It was a, uh, so I was in, I was, um, I was allocated, I was with the 49ers and I was allocated overseas to NFL Europe at the time. So I was property of the Niners, but then I got hurt in Scotland, man. I'm coming downhill. Um, and it was right before uh, training camps because the camp, you know, NFL Europe camp, yeah. was literally like right before, you know, the NFL camp, but I'm coming downhill and uh, made a tackle try to strip the ball out, you know, at the same time, I'm wrapping a cat up, I spin him, 
and my uh my finger got caught in his ear hole and I tore the flexor tendon. So I really, I can't really bend my ring finger completely. So, you know, it don't, you know, I just can't open peanut butter, man, the gas pump, but I don't really like it. It's funny, cause I'm going, I, I did that on a purpose because I knew about your finger. So I yeah, always yeah, tease man. this guy about his finger. Oh well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's 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 yeah. that's the battle, battle scars. Everybody has, yeah, battle everybody scars. got them, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dice, right. uh, dice. You know, he when he hit this, when he hit that rub on them knees. <laughs> <laughs> He was right, just yeah, doing yeah, it. Yeah. Nicky, you was just <laughs> doing it too. I was, I, I was being quiet in the mud. I was like, I don't get on my fingers. I'm arthritic and everything else. <laughs> but yeah, man. So uh, you know, I get, I get, uh, I get evaluated. I couldn't pass the NFL, uh, NFL grip strength physical, you know, because of power in his hand. Is you know, there was a, a big differential. So I got, um, you know, copped out, uh, and. Man, I said, man, what what's next? Mm-hmm. You know, it, we have, we've all been there as athletes. Let, know, let me stop you there, Mickey. So Kevin and I, we've had this conversation for years, just just off and on, where we just kind of talk about that transition and how tough it was. Because you're talking about a a sport that you were playing ever since you were five, seven wow. years old, right? And that's, I mean, obviously education was was huge, and it's, and obviously it was important for us, but but you're talking about a, a sport that you love for a long time. And then you have somebody say, you cannot play this game anymore. And you're young, you know, yeah, man. I even, you, you were right, 24, man. 25 years old at the time. Yeah, at the time. Yeah. 23. Yeah. How, my question is how tough was that transition? Or did you just say it's over? Let's, let's, let's just move on. Yeah. It hits you, man. Yeah. Um, it really does. And, the biggest thing is the camaraderie with the fellas, man. Mm-hmm. You, know, mm-hmm. you know, you're not getting back to that. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, you're not getting back to the limelight. Uh, you know, it won't be in the interview. You know, it won't be people giving you, you know, the, all the adulation that comes with it, right? People patting you on the back, good game, this, that, and the third. So, yeah, man, I mean, when that's gone and you know that you're unplugged, um, it's very, very hard, man, uh, to transition from sports. Because, again, you have been doing it. At such an early age, it's part of your DNA. It's part of your makeup. It almost becomes your identity. Mm-hmm. And you're talking about athletic identity. I wrote my dissertation on it and looked at, you know, what impact, the impacts around it, the psychological impact. You know, how's it, how's it, uh, you know, how's it impact someone's ability to grow professionally and transition into a career field? And it's there. Is all there in 230 some pages of it, mm-hmm. but uh, but yeah, man, but it's real, and I think that it also yeah, it can happen at various levels. It can happen at the pro level. Sure. Y'all been there. It can happen at the high school level sure. because some cats don't get to play college; they go through it then. Sure, right. right? Um, and then you know even even Pop Warner and, and going up to middle school. So it's real. But here's what you do know: you know as an athlete. I've never been anywhere where sitting down and just being still, it works for anybody that plays right. ball, right. right? So you know that. So you know it, and because we've always been on a clock. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when you're on a college campus, you're moving, but you got that clock in your head when you need to be at that weight, that weight workout, right? right? You mm-hmm. got that clock in your head on how, to, how long it's going to take you to eat to get to the next spot. So when you get unplugged, you have a clock in your head if you if 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 you're serious about your business, 
And, and if you want to have a family, <laughs> if you wanted a home, you have a clock in your head that now I got to figure this thing out. And I ain't got time to just sit here, feel sorry for myself. I got to wake up that dog, but use that dog inside me in a different way. Mm. Use it in a different way. And so I was in Birmingham, man, and, and it hit me. I called Steve Johnson. He was with Dallas. Mm. And I said, hey, man, we need to start a company. You know, we, uh, at the time, cats were wearing jerseys mm -hmm. and uh, the professional jerseys. And we said, man, these throwbacks doing the college version nobody was doing it and we said man let's do that you know let's let's jump in so we did the research at the time man the internet was like the little dial up man you hear the little song <laughs> yeah <laughs> and, um, you know i was dating my wife at the time and uh, i would go over home uh because uh, i did my rehab on my hand in in the nashville area and uh met my wife through Stay, and things happen for a reason, man. I met my wife at, back then, man. They had the first Fridays out there in Opry Mills now. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, so she, I gave her one of them looks. She looked back. I said, <laughs> we'll figure it, all the rest of it out. Man. I'm pretty sure she has a different story from you, though. Man. Right, 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 right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But she was, she's from Knoxville, but we right. met here. She grew up in Knoxville and went here. And then I grew up here and went. Went, went went to school at UT, so we, we crossed paths at the right time at Godspeed, right? So when that happened, uh, you know, we, uh, we we met, but I would I would do the research at her home, and we found that uh, me and Steve Johnson play corner on a national title team. We found that no one was in the marketplace doing these throwback jerseys. So, man, we, uh, we started – my first call was to Oscar Robertson. My second call was to Larry Bird. My third call was to uh, – to uh, Herschel Walker. And my fourth call was to uh, Earl Campbell, the Tyler Rose. And the nature of the call was Mr. Robinson. No one's manufacturing or has ever reproduced your college jersey from Cincinnati. Me and my guy, we have a great business plan. We'd like to visit with you, show you, and figure out how we can get you signed to our company so you can make money off your name, image, and likeness, right? Mm -hmm. And, uh, and and so we did it, man, hit the ground running. We had over 65 athletes. We uh, we would do product placement with Jay-Z and Sean Combs. And, uh, man, you, you can go on and on because back then there were videos. So you saw the jersey in the yeah. video. It's like now I saw that. Now I'm going to go buy a $500 jersey. And the price right. points were crazy, right? Yeah. So, you, yeah. get, you know, what you were making these things for was like $20, man. You know, uh, you know, in terms of just putting everything together, but then you were selling them for $175 wholesale, $200, you know, wholesale. And then we did some retail stuff. But like I say now, if we would have had uh, this Twitter and, and, and Instagram oh, at the time, oh, and it would have been crazy. It was a brilliant <laughs> idea, Mickey. Yeah. I mean, that was a brilliant idea you and you and Steve had. And Steve. So we ran that for we ran that for five years. And the transition, you go back to your question, Todd, was when we when we uh, sold the company, it was okay. He went his way. He stayed in entrepreneurship. And he owned, you know started some restaurants, and then I got into pharmaceuticals and uh, in the medical industry, which which J.K. has been masterful in in uh, having a great career in that, right? And so we we talked. J.K. actually was was. I was looking, I said, man, it's working for him. You know, let me get out here and, and, and do this thing, man. And, you know, I got, 
I got, uh, I think, man, I didn't get in the hospital one time, man. He's, you know, he got these gatekeepers. <laughs> I was before one of these gatekeepers. I think I was in Irwin, Tennessee. I was in Irwin, Tennessee. And I said, man, I ain't, I don't see people like me up here in Irwin dressed in shiny suits. I got to figure something else out. So, uh, but no, man, and I got a call about a job opening at Tennessee in athletics development. And I jumped on it. I called Mike Hamilton at the time, who was the AD. And I said, hey, I want to get in, into college athletics. I think there's a lot of things that I've learned on the private sector side. Um, you know, just with, with just being a student athlete that I can offer to my alma mater. They let me in the door and I have never looked back ever since. That's awesome. Wow. Yeah. So, so I'll, I'll tell you, man, I think you personify what three, the pro way is trying to do. You know, we're trying to introduce people to guys like yourself who, mm-hmm. um, who basically have done different things and been successful at it. So I, I think one of the things that that for us to have a guy like you on, like you are right now blowing, getting ready to blow Tennessee up, Tennessee State University up. And I love it. Uh, so tell us a little about I mean, let me let, let's let you brag on Tennessee State right now. What you got going on, man? We got uh, we got a lot going on, man. But, <laughs> yeah, but it's it's we're going to be good trouble. Let's just say that there you go. There let's you go. That we're going to do it the right way. Uh, we're going to be compliant in what we do, but we are building something that I truly believe uh, in a three to five year period that is not, it, it's not going to look like anything has ever looked in FCS sports. Mm-hmm. I mean, football, mm-hmm. FCS football, uh, you know, our basketball program is, is, you know, I don't know if you all seen, you know, we got coming in. So just to have an opportunity to speak with, uh, with Percy, uh, Matt, or you know, aka Master P, and and what he what his plans are when he gets in the city, you know how he wants to be involved with the youth, how he wants to come in and find ways to, you know, bring his or transfer his experience and knowledge and music with the university. Uh, those things, man, are super exciting. You know, his kid is gonna do well. If you've heard his kid articulate why he yeah. chose Tennessee State, uh, it, you have a lot of four, five-star kids that are, are high level that are looking at things in a different way. Uh, and they're, they're really considering uh, the HBCUs because they want to, you know, they know that there's a, it's a different experience, but it's one that they can excel in just like going anywhere else, you know? And, and so historic black institutions are on the rise. So we're just keeping that momentum. And, and like I, I mentioned earlier, the big thing for me is infrastructure. So we're doing that. I didn't get in and I didn't make a whole lot of changes at first. You get in, do your listening tour. You know, you make sure that people understand your vision, where you want to take them. And then you try to figure out, hey, are you going to be somebody that's going to be on the ship? Or do we have to have them hard conversations? Mm-hmm. You know, right. and, and so uh, just 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 being able to articulate that and know that everybody's on board across the department is phenomenal. I have an opportunity now. Um, you know, when I was at Tennessee, you would interact with the student athletes some, but now I can make my own time on when I need to be available and, and, and connect with these kids. So I'm always available, man. So I work out of our uh, basketball arena. Why? Because that's where everybody's flowing through. So, you know, I'm, I'm talking to the young ladies. Hey, what's, what's, what's going on today? How's your day? The fellas, hey, man, you know, especially my football guys. Hey, Dal, you working on that audible? And I, they call, you know, a hey, Doc, Doc Audible, 
that audible is dog. I know, I know everybody wants to play and put the shield on, but I promise you, dog, you're gonna probably have to check down to something else, right? And and, and check down to an audible or call a different play. Something else is gonna pop off in your life that you don't see now. I know it's there, it's gonna happen, and you're gonna have to have the transferable skills to make that thing work. So those are the things that I'm able to do with the young people. But in terms of just the 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 what we're doing in this social media space and recruiting, and and I brought a big blue network. So we're doing a lot of things in terms of creating original content because on the fundraising side, I know that people give to people. So with that being said, they got to know, you know, they got to know who's behind the helmet, who's behind the jersey number. So we'll do a lot of <clears throat> things through this big blue network that you all will see pretty soon that'll be in that 30 for 30-esque uh, genre where we'll bring those uh, bring those stories to life in a professional way. Uh, AG, uh, our, our frat brother, uh, he was on 101.1 The Beat. He's heading that, 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 that sector of what we're doing. Uh, he's leading that. And we got a lot of great videographers, a lot of great, you know, people to edit and really bring a lot of, lot of things to the table in that regard we've changed the website we've uh you know we've closed a major gift you know so i checked that box because everybody's waiting on that can't yeah you? yeah <laughs> what we hired hired you to do so uh robert covington man and and it's very unique that was big because when you play ball we all put in sweat we got sweat equity right and mentally it's very hard to close a major gift from a from a former student athlete because they put in so much time for the institution. Mm -hmm. They didn't make money. 11 didn't make money when his jersey had an Adidas sign on it, but it was in the, in the bookstore and he'd go to the, go to Nillian stadium and there are about 20,000 people wearing it, mm -hmm. you know, you know, but, but he remembers it and he knows that mm -hmm. 11, it, I didn't have it on, <laughs> you mm -hmm. know, it was him <laughs> and what he was doing in that number. Right. So, you got these, you you know, you got all these, uh, you know, you got all this stuff, man, that you're trying to just transfer to these kids in so many ways. So, uh, you know, this brand image and likeness thing is coming. How can we capitalize on the fact that Nashville is one of the hottest cities? So we can start getting some corporate involvement. We can recruit off of that, right? Uh, evaluating uh, every aspect of the program, man, all the coaches, they understand, you know, we want a high level of excellence. This program was one of the most dominant programs, you know, when you look back in the 50s, the 60s, the 70s, where it changed is when TV came into place, you know, mm -hmm. and big time black athletes started playing at PWIs to be on TV, right? So we, we're going to get back to the point where you can get the same exposure here that you can get at Tennessee, Alabama, anywhere else in the country, but we got to do it with great leadership. We got to do it with great coaches. And that's what we're going to do, man. Now does, does what primetime doing at Jack state have anything to any impact on how you approach this? Cause he's, he's always promoting his program. And, yeah. and of course he's primetime, right? So yeah. people are watching. Does that have any impact on how you, how you navigate this? Man, I love what prime's doing, man. Mm -hmm. I love it. I absolutely love it. He is, um, he, he's bold. Uh, he's talking about um, some things that need to change, um, you know, in terms of the NCAA and HBCUs and the progress of HBCU sports. Uh, he's he's bringing he's bringing to light those things, but he's also uh, 
he's he's getting the the high level athletes in there that are going to be able to to win. You know, that's at the end of the day, it doesn't matter what you do. You got to have you got to have the W's to back up, you know, the trajectory, the up to upward trajectory of your programs. So, yes, we're aware <laughs> we we're, we're taking note, but but we play them every year in the Southern Heritage Classic. Um, and that's that's a great event for us because we have a contingent and alumni group in Memphis. So it's kind of the midway point between Jackson, Mississippi and Nashville. So that 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 game will be September the 11th, upcoming in the fall. It's been two uh, yeah two years since they played the game. They they canceled the game because of weather, and then you know the last last fall the game went offline because of the pandemic. So our fans are, are very excited about that opportunity, um, you know. But um, yeah, man, we uh, we 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 but we're trying to get to the North Dakota states because. People yeah. can lose sight. Yeah, we're an HBCU, but we still operate, function, and compete in the OVC. Mm-hmm. And that's the unique uh, component of Tennessee State. We kind of, you know, we have our HBCU heritage, but we also compete in a conference where there is a playoff. There's a national championship game. You know, they don't have that in the SWAC, right? Um, you know, but, but and so those are the things that, that we're trying to build our program to not only be a dominant HBCU program, you know, when we play HBCU teams, we can, you know, but we also got to be a program that we can start competing with teams that are winning FCS championships. Yeah. Are, are there any plans on having um, any more games in the hold in the fall at Hell Stadium? Yeah, so there are. Uh, there hadn't been a night game in Hell Stadium since 1998. And the reason for that, is just the lighting, you know, the amount of sure. amount of cans and lumen on the uh, on the field. So we're working on uh, funding uh, to enhance the lighting at, at Hale, so we could have night games. Uh, you know, working on turf. Uh, you know, uh, you know, feasibility study on turf. Just things that we can do to start showing a transformation in Hale Stadium. I think if we can start, you know, obviously the, the deal in, in, with, uh, with the Titans and, and our Nissan Stadium uh, partnership, it started in 1997. It was a 30 year uh, agreement. So we have uh, like six to seven years left. And uh, so we, we got a great partner. And for big events, you know, we, you know, Hell Stadium, will it, will it service us from a homecoming perspective and everybody that comes to do it in a big way? Not right now in terms of what we're able to offer from an amenity standpoint, but we want to eventually get there because there's, there's, uh, you know, you, it's nothing like having alums and everybody back to a, to you know, and, and experience homecoming on their campus, you know, and being able to, you know, one get there for the pep rally, you know, we all love it. I mean, yeah, if you're from Nashville or you from Middle Tennessee, homecoming at Tennessee State is an all week festivity. I have to I have to raise my hand on that. One. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, you, but you but you know what Nick Mickey that's yeah. one of the great things because I'm especially excited that you're there because what that what you bring in is the fact that you've got a Joy Kent who's mm-hmm. went to University of Tennessee. You got Ty Campbell who went to West Kentucky University. You got Kevin Dyson who went to Utah. So we I mean we didn't go to HBCUs but we all in. Like we go, yeah. we yeah, man, we at them parties and all that other yeah. stuff. Do too. But at yeah. the same time, we're supporting what what TSU is doing. 
absolutely. There's scholarship galas, uh, you know, the Greek life, uh, you know, the, the, the representation of all, uh, you know, various organizations, a lot of initiatives. There's so many great things about homecoming. The, um, the, the opportunity of individuals to come back and network and connect with classmates, meet a professor that was impactful in your life, show your kids that, hey, this is where it started. This is where I built, you know, I built from this. I, 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 this is where I put in the work and to give them something to look forward to, man, and, and to shoot at and saying, man, this is, this is pretty awesome and special and unique that you went to school here and that you had an opportunity to experience this, uh, this atmosphere. So those are things that I'm excited about. I did not get to see that as a first, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm coming up on a year. And uh, so it's very odd, but uh, you know, my homecoming is coming up as the AD, but I've been to, I've been to my fair share. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes people say, man, doc, man, you know, we did, you know, at homecoming this and I'm like, man, look, I can you you what's about to go down. (laughs) But you can't get in that Kappa Alpha Psi. You've been to a Kappa T party before? Have you been to an Alpha set? Like, yeah, I just love I give love where it's due. So so we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna wrap it up, but we got we got one part that we like to do is called this or that. Mm -hmm. So we're gonna ask you some questions. And then, you know, you, you have to figure out whether it's this or that. So I'm going to start off. So I'm going to start with music because the, 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 the particular part you have now is because you're at, in colleges, but at the same time, you're kind of old school because you got to hit you got to hit the young cats and then you got to hit the older guys because you're the uh-huh. AD. So old you got, school. Right, right. Yeah, so you got it all. So yeah, you're going to go with hip hop or some good R&B. Man. Um, so we're playing this or that. Yeah, so yes. whichever one I like is what? It's it's your choice. It's have this, like. you'd rather have that. Right. Which one? It don't have nothing to do with your funders, don't worry. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. I'm I'm all I'm R B, man. I'm smooth. I like it. Okay. I'm you heard it part, part of the group. Oh, that's true. That's that's true. Right. That's right. JK gave you the prelude. <laughs> Hey, best, hey, he, look, didn't man, that, just, he didn't give me that information. I got it from his wife. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, look, man. He me up the like, game. Hip-hop, man, like, yeah, it just, man, gets your blood going down. Yeah, when we play ball, but then now, man, special things happen with R&B, man. That's yes, just sir. Man, speaking of that, so I really enjoy, I don't know if you got a chance to to um, view the verses. Verses, man. Isaac oh, Brothers and and the elements, man. I like. I thoroughly enjoyed myself that on Sunday night. Mm-hmm. Come on, man. Yeah. So man. my my question is: Once Steve Harvey stop stop talking, right? <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> Once the music start playing, yeah, yeah, you're right. But my question is: Yeah, if you had a choice. You you couldn't listen to Ozzy Brothers if you like Earth, Wind, and Fire. Like one had to go, and you can't listen to that music ever again. Which one would you choose? Earth, Wind, and Fire or Ozzy? Um, and it's crazy because Earth, Wind, and Fire is that the elements, man. When when your people, you know, you go to the picnic, they got all that stuff. You know what I mean? <laughs> they got all the but 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 Ron, man, Ron and his brother, now, them boys is bad. Now I'm gonna have to. 
You look at the elements, it's, it's party and having a good time, but the yeah. Ozzy's is like for, 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 your, for your lady and yeah. yeah dog. <laughs> Man. man, don't let him influence your decision. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm, I'm telling you, man. I that's that's what that one. It, it's tough, man. Uh, man, I, and then uh, the elements, man. They made a song by about that. They would, they would, they even say a word. They would just hop and hop. Come on, you got to pick one now, Mickey. You got to pick uh, one now. I'm gonna go Asley, dog. All right, well, I guess I'm gonna stick with the music thing. I'm gonna come a little more up our way when we grew up. You know, in the in this '80s. Uh-huh. Go new edition. Or boys the men. Man, E and E, man. Yeah, we gotta oh, go to the dishes. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. Them boys. That's, all, that's yeah. almost like saying, does he like atomic dog or, or wipe me down? <laughs> <laughs> so this is this is a hard one. This is a hard one for me. Uh, I'm sure it will be for you too. So let's go with. And uh, mm, the the best part for you, getting your uh-huh. doctorate uh-huh. or going to the NFL? Get my doctorate, man. Yeah, Nick, I, I tell people that they don't believe me. Speak on that for a second. Man, it was it, when you get into a program, a doctoral program. It challenges you in ways. It pulls you out of your comfort zone. And it challenges you in so many ways that when you go to that three or four year process, when you go through that process, man, and you finally reach the pinnacle and you know that it's done, there's nothing like it. It's nothing like it because of just just all the unknowns and you know it and and then the research that's involved mm-hmm. and 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 so when all of that finally gets approved it's the approval process you know you can do it but then you also got to get vetted out through that process and get approved and stamped and you can't control the cast is stamping you all you can do is do the work and put the work in and then when they tell you it's, you're good man it, it's nothing like it hey Mick, i'm gonna take it a step further because people I, I talk about because I, I, you know, I was fortunate i was drafted in the first round that's a rarity and all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff and i said man Getting my doctorate was a, a greater accomplishment for me personally. I said, I'm not to belittle being drafted in the first round of playing in the NFL. Trust me, I, I, I understand that. Mm-hmm. But it's not that I expected it. I was an athlete. I knew that. Mm-hmm. I knew get up, lift weights, work hard, catch balls, run routes. I knew that. So I knew that part. I knew how to make myself marketable to be an athlete. Uh-huh. I didn't, I wasn't an academic. So right. you put that stuff in front of me and I had to read all these books, do all that research and do it. Man, it was just a whole different type of accomplishment. So when they've asked me that, people don't believe me. Say, you are a first round draft pick. Yeah. I said, no, that, not that it was easy. Trust me, it wasn't easy. But uh-huh. that was more what I was used to. I did, I, I did school so I can play sports. Right, 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 you know, right. No, I get it. No, I, I understand it, man. And, and, and so, yeah, that, that, I mean, that one right there, uh, like, 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 uh, like Dice is saying, man, when, when you got to go through it and, and you finally accomplish it, man, it's nothing like it, you know, and then, you know, it gives you a different, it gives you a different set of keys, a unique set of keys, mm-hmm. you know, um, there's a very small percentage of individuals that have a doctorate 
And then there's a very small percentage of black males that have a doctorate. You can start going down. I mean, so when you look at the uniqueness of it and what what it could, the doors that it, it, it could open, I, I'll say this, if I hadn't have gone through that program and gone through the doctor, doctoral program and, and made, had that accomplishment, I wouldn't be an AD hmm. because the respect I'm on a college campus, you know, hadn't been an AD before, it puts you in with those high academia people and it, it separates you. It puts your resume here versus someone else's resume that, you know, it, it doesn't, doesn't It's kind of like me who took six years to get his, his undergraduate. <laughs> like, I'm, surra I'm surrounded by doctors. He's got experience. experience I, I, I'm surrounded by doctors. I'm over here like quiet. Like, I feel like, I feel like a little kid, like listening to, my, no, no, I feel like a kid listening to adults talking about, there, guys, I want one day, man. This, hey, yo, we got, we let me, let me live, man. Let me live, man. <laughs> But it's crazy because that when I was going through the program and uh, pursuing my doctorate, you know, I, I knew I had met. Well, I knew Todd. We knew we knew each other through passing and, and uh, like like people Thank we you. knew. But but at the end of the day, um, I, I had his name. I, I was like, man, I, I'm going to push through. I know that brother got it done. You know what I mean? So I, I knew what was out there, you know, and K, you know, K, he could tell you the same thing. Like he knew, Hey, look, my, I got cats that have gone through it and had yeah. done it. And that helps you go through it and continue it. Right. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, you didn't even know that brother, but, uh, you know, has, has gone off. It. Yeah. Don't sleep. I think you said the percentage. He, he said, he said the same, that's the same thing. Todd, <laughs> he one got me in same thing. We all went to Trebekah too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. You said it's a it's a low percentage of minorities that have a doctor, but mm -hmm. I think the percentage is pretty high in your house, right? Yeah, man. Yeah, we, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's only yeah. My 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 youngest brother has his master's from Miami. He went to North Northeastern, played ball, big time player in the Colonial Conference, and uh, he got into coaching with Larinaga in Miami with Jim Larinaga, supporting him in player development, and. Uh, he got his master's, but uh, he we 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 trying to work on it, man. We trying to work him on cap cap alpha side, and then trying to work on on another thing. So, <laughs> yeah. him and Joy, we gonna get him. Yeah, and make him hard headed, man. We get him online at the same time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just hard to you know when you see a brother that, that represents himself in a, at a high level. You know he uh you know you know. Get, Got a got a great taste in terms of fashion, man. <laughs> you know, think new. You know? <laughs> yeah, you, you thinking like, man, where did we got where did what are you not? We gotta get that right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, JK. I, I told you I'm hard-headed, Mickey. I'm hard-headed. <laughs> but man, we really, really, really appreciate your time, man. This was Definitely. an awesome um conversation. And like Todd said, you are the like epitome of what we we're trying to accomplish with our podcast and um man thank you thank you for your time man no, we appreciate no you fine no problem no problem this this is an awesome forum you all keep this going man because this is uh it's needed man it's needed stories are needed you know this is very unique you got three individuals that are you know high level high character high integrity guys great family guys done all types of different things that you know really really uh should be commended so, uh, you know, and I look up to, you know, look at you guys as big brothers, man. So, salute.
Appreciate you, Absolutely, bro. man. Appreciate you, brother. Thank you, brother. All right. Thanks, man. Yeah.